1: Well, it is Tuesday, and lo and behold, he who didn't feel good over the weekend is back standing on the mountaintop, preaching from the loudest tones of his voice, all about history and the past. Here's Dr. History.
0: Good morning, Zeb. Beautiful day out there today.
1: How you feeling, old friend?
0: I'm doing great. I'm fine.
1: Yep. Oh, okay. Doing uh, great. Needless to say, what are we going to talk about today?
0: Well, I'm going to, first of all, mention a few names. Okay. Okay. Cody, who took a year and a half to finally listen to every podcast.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) Took him a year and a half to get through. Well, there's over 300 of them. (laughs) And he listened to all of them and had some suggestions. Uh, Another listener, Dennis, he had some suggestions for some Indians that I'm going to look up. Richard is in Alaska. He's an ice road trucker, and he listens while he's going down those ice road roads.
1: (laughs) Let me tell you something real quick about those ice road truckers. Uh, You are going to do your job, but I'm not going to go with you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I agree. Now another guy, uh, listener Michael, he suggested me that I do a story about Johnny Ringo. Oh, and then Brian, who's back in Minnesota. So I appreciate hearing from these folks and their suggestions. So, so today we are going to talk about somebody that almost everybody has heard about.
1: Okay, the kid again,
0: again, but this is. I'm going to talk about the long-lost jailhouse interview that has come to light just uh, in the last little bit, in the last few years.
1: Really? So now, where did you ascertain this vital information?
0: True West Magazine. There you go. They had an article about it. Okay. And actually, uh, this actually goes back a few years. Uh, but uh, anyway, so here's what happened. There's a guy named James B. Mills. And he was seriously digging into the Billy the Kid story for 30 years. And he says, I've walked where he walked. I have had the privilege to interview many old timers and some of the new scholars that are researching about him. And he said, you know, these scholars, historians, they've dug deeper than anyone else. They found old newspapers hidden in National Archive Reports and filled in a lot of the missing pieces of the puzzle. And yet, somehow, some way, they all missed the newspaper article from January 20th, 1881, mm-hmm. the Las Vegas Gazette. And uh, anyway, this James uh, Mills, uh, he's from Australia, and he came across this. So here's what he says. Quote, almost 140 years after his death, Billy the Kid is still a wanted man. He is constantly being pursued. It is not by Pat Garrett and a posse that are now chasing after him. It is historians like myself. We relentlessly track every hint of his movements and activities. We don't wish to clasp shackles on him. He knew only too well how to slip out of those. We merely wish to understand him better, to get closer to the reality of just who this boy was, and he was a boy, as we sometimes tend to forget. So, anyway, according to Mills, while browsing through some online newspaper uh, archives, he was fortunate enough to catch a fresh glance of Billy the Kid in the January 20th, 1881 edition of the Las Vegas Gazette.
1: Let me interrupt you for a minute. Okay. And isn't this supposedly after he had been shot?
0: No, just before. Ah. Yeah, just before. So here's what uh, that Las Vegas Gazette said uh, in this interview. He says, Billy appeared to be in a mostly cheerful mood despite being locked up in a Santa Fe jail at the time, Mills said. He certainly wasn't happy with the fanciful illustration of him wielding an axe, saving the life of his beautiful pistol-wielding senorita in the January 1881 edition of the Illustrated Police News. Nor did Billy seem overly thrilled about his reputation as a cutthroat desperado. Further evidence that the kid cared about what people thought of him. Well, he continues with this interview, says, With the slamming of a jail cell door, my brief glimpse of Billy the Kid ended. But it was enough to make my jaw drop while it lasted. Almost 140 years after he was laid to rest, Billy Bonney had spoken to us once again. Mm. Now, here's a little more about the interview. Uh, It says, a few days ago, a representative of the the Gazette paid a visit to Billy Bonney, the kid, obviously, Mm -hmm. Dave Rudabaugh and Billy Wilson in the Santa Fe jail. Mm They were all heavily shackled and were lying about on their cots, but rose as the heavy iron, iron door swung back on its hinges. After speaking with them all, the Gazette man made some remarks on the tidiness of their cell. Quote, oh, this is a palace as compared with that place they put fellows in in Vegas, said Billy. We've been scrubbing up today. And he continued glancing around and contemplating their work. Well, the men all appeared to be in good humor and the talk uh, passing from one topic to another. Billy, the kid, said, I'm getting up a terrible reputation uh, to that horrible picture of him in the police news that has been the laughing stock of the town. And Billy made all fun of it. He says, I got hold of the paper first when it was brought in, he said, but I was ashamed to let the other fellows see it. Wasn't it savage, though, he inquired. We gave our unbiased opinion that we thought it was and were not a little amused at the way the subject of the front piece of the super sensational paper ran on about it. So what happened was they ran a, a picture of Billy the Kid saving his beautiful uh, Mexican girlfriend with a hatchet, and, which was all... <laughs> Totally made up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So he says, uh, I say, boss, sang out a fellow lying near the stove, hain't you got any influence with the U.S. government to give a man a hat? said the fellow. And on his head was a paper cap, such as dull scholars in backwards towns down east wear as a symbol of dullness. And he says, No, nor I hain't had any for 16 months ever since I was put in here. Oh. He's had hard luck, that fellow has, said one of the boys. He's been in here for 16 months waiting trial for something that his, he says his nibs did, pointing to Dave Rudabaugh, who was lying next near the fellow with the paper cap. Yes, they kept him in for what I did, said Rudabaugh. Well, he continues on, well, Billy, what do you think of your notoriety, uh, the uh, reporter asked of the kid. He said, I don't see any money in it. Everything that has been done in that country is laid to me. And he really seemed ashamed of the reputation that he had gained. And then he, they were, he was asked, if you got out, you could go up, get up a show like Buffalo Bill. You've had advertising enough. And Billy the Kid said, if, and that was his only comment. Well, the reporter of the Las Vegas Gazette would have interviewed Billy the Kid and Dave Rudabaugh in the 6 Cell County Jail on Water Street in Santa Fe. Uh, Billy's statement to the re- reporter that we've been scrubbing up today may actually, in fact, be an early reference to their efforts to hide the evidence of dirt from the tunnel they had started much earlier than most historians have considered. So they were working on uh, a tunnel. to tunnel is out of jail. Oh. So Now, uh, a month after the jailhouse interview, uh, the sheriff discovered billy and the boys were digging an escape tunnel and hiding the fill dirt in their bed ticking all the prisoners were separated and billy the kid was slapped in solitary and shackled to the floor in the cell where even the light of day is denied admittance <laughs> so that's what was said
1: so it sounds like it was pretty bleak
0: <laughs> yeah not so good <laughs> so now what historians are saying about the discovery of this interview here's what some of them say Billy's likable, carefree nature shines through in this newly discovered interview. From reading it, one would never guess the violence he was capable of, which, of course, was one of the secrets to the kid's survival. Now, one historian said this. He said, for me, the interview brings to mind that what Pat Garrett once said about the outlaw, and this is what Pat Garrett said, there were many good traits about Billy. He wasn't what you'd call a killer, He never made a gun play, he didn't mean, and he never shot up a town. I've never, I've met uh, worse men than Billy.
2: Mm. So
0: that's kind of the interview. So, uh, and then it goes on, and says, to find anything new about Billy the Kid is amazing. The Santa Fe jailhouse interview of the kid that Australian historian James B. Mills discovered uh, in the January 20th, 1881 edition of the Las Vegas Gazette had been missed by literally hundreds of Billy researchers, researchers over many de- decades. And the illustrated police news images are terrific, too, he says. Additionally, the ending of the lost interview of the kid with the word if. If only one could project what the kid was thinking at the time, makes one wonder how things would have turned out for him with the pardon he never received. See, he was trying to get a pardon from yeah. the governor yeah but uh, anyway uh, another editor uh, another editor says you know the recent discovery by James B Mills of an old newspaper interview with Billy the Kid and his jailhouse companions offer some delightful insights into the elusive New Mexico outlaw the kids often remarked about charming sense of humor comes across loud and clear in this article
1: okay now i'm confused you're going to have to help me dr history um he was in a jail in new mexico correct right okay now that was prior to his death his shooting right okay so did he escape from said jail or what happened uh
0: yes he he escaped i'm trying to look through my notes here uh and was later shot by right. uh, Pat Garrett. Yeah. So.
1: Supposedly. Uh,
0: supposedly. Yeah. Yes. And of course, uh, there were uh, uh, rumors of other people that came out claiming to be Billy the Kid. Mm
2: hmm.
0: You know. But there's some firsthand accounts of his character, and uh, I'm, I'm going to read some of these just because uh, uh, there's different accounts of. People that actually knew him. And uh, it says that, you know, they describe him as uh, fun loving and jolly, articulate in both his writing and his speech, and loyal to those for whom he cared. He was fluent in Spanish, popular with the Latina girls, an accomplished dancer, and well loved in the territory's Hispanic community. His many Hispanic friends did not view him as a ruthless killer, but rather as a defender of the people. Was forced to kill in self defense. In the time that the kid roamed the land, he uh, hanged out with the Hispanic villagers who were uh, fearful of standing up to the big ranchers who stole their land, water, and their way of life. Um, so, you know, Billy the Kid was not a dummy. I mean, to, you know, he was a smart guy, really. But uh, several uh, surviving accounts portrayed by Billy McCarty as friendly, fun loving, and loyal. And then Frank Coe, who wrote as a regulator, recalled years after the kid's death, he said, "'I never enjoyed Better Company. Mm. "'He was humorous and told me many amusing stories. "'He always found a touch of humor in everything, being naturally full of fun and jollity. "'Though he was serious in emergencies, his humor was often apparent even in such situations. "'Billy stood with us to the end, brave and reliable.' one of the best soldiers we had. He never pushed in his advice or opinions, but he had a wonderful presence of mind. The tighter the place, the more he showed his cool nerve and quick brain. He never seemed to care for money except to buy cartridges with. Cartridges were scarce, and he always used about ten times as many as everybody else. He would practice shooting at anything he saw from every conceivable angle on and off his horse. And then George a cousin to Frank, who also served as a regulator, here's what he said. Billy was a brave, resourceful, and honest boy. He would have been a successful man under other circumstances. The kid was a thousand times better and braver than any man hunting him, including Pat Garrett. Mm. Now, Susan McSween, uh, the widow of Alexander McSween, came to his defense years later and said, Billy was not a bad man that he was not a murderer who killed wantonly most of those he killed deserved what they got of course i cannot very well defend his stealing horses and cattle but when you consider that the murphy dolan and riley people forced him into such a lawless life through efforts to secure his arrest and conviction it's hard to blame the poor boy for what he did
1: how do you see this in the time remaining how do you see this interview as a projection of did he or did he not uh, meet his demise by pat garrett what are you trying to say
0: well I, that he did yes so so he escaped and eventually of course was uh... like, like we know you know uh... supposedly uh... killed by pat garrett Uh, uh, you know, Garrett came and found him. uh, Shot twice. Uh, The Mm -hmm. first bullet struck the kid almost squarely in the heart. The second into, uh, you know, uh, actually missed. But uh, anyway, Pat uh, ran in and the kid was laying there. And Pat says, "I think I got him." And you know, there's still some speculation. Yeah. you You know what really happened.
1: You know, all of these old uh, stories and newspaper stories and accounts and everything, as we've said time and time again on your program, Dr. History, that so much, so much can be speculation.
0: Right, right. Well, you know, over all these years, there's been so many stories come up about his death. And, you know, uh, there were rumors that Garrett shot and killed someone else. And the body was... Uh, said to be that of Billy the Kid, but there's stories that that the outlaw lived out a long life in Mexico.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's so much, it's so similar to Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, again, you know, there's been several people that have come out claiming to be Billy the Kid, but uh, I don't think that's ever been proven uh, at all.
2: Yeah.
1: Remember that movie, and all of a sudden... I want to say Young Guns 2, but I don't think that was the one. I could be wrong on that. But irregardless, uh, where they open it up, and the opening sequences are of an old man sitting out in the desert and uh, all wrinkled and really probably close to 9,500 years old and claimed to be uh, Billy the Kid. I mean, that movie, I I never will forget that movie. It left a real impression on me.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know... (laughs) It'd be nice to know the the real story, but I don't think that's ever going to happen, because, it, which, you know, it's too bad, because he was uh, literate. You know, he could read and write, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's too bad he was not one of those that kept some kind of a journal or, yeah. uh, you know, told the story to someone with the idea that it could become a book, you know, but... Uh, Anyway, that's the, that's let me the, ask you. I don't
1: really know for sure. Let me ask you this question. You know, we were talking on the program one time. We got about two minutes left here, and uh, we were talking about families, and you know, part of the family Bible or part of the family uh, writing in the diary or whatever. You know, there's so much in history, whether it's the Oregon Trail or whatever families crossing on the Oregon Trail. There's a lot that I still don't think we know that's still out there.
0: Oh, there's so much, yeah. Uh, You know, we are really lucky to have what we do have. You know, the people that did write uh, in their journals and kept track of things. Uh, There was a guy named Andy Adams that uh, he kept track of all of his wanderings, and that's fascinating. And then Osborne Russell was another one. And Anyway, there's enough out there that uh, gives us an idea of what really was happening.
1: For the families of the wealthy landowners in New Mexico, when they started having the uh, the cattle baron wars down in New Mexico that Billy was involved in, do their families did they ever have any traceability with diaries or anything written down?
0: I think that would be the most likely source. You know, it, it's just a matter of finding those. Yeah, and you know, the, when people do have diaries or journals of their ancestors. Man, that would be amazing if they could get those published and out there uh, for people to be able to read.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, what really happened. Not whitewash it, but just tell the whole story as it happened.
1: You know, a guy like you would go nuts. I mean, you'd be in a heyday if you could find some of those journals.
0: Oh, I, you know, firsthand accounts, to me, carry so much more weight. I mean, I've read some of these accounts to you today that are, you know, somewhat firsthand, but... You know, sometimes people tend to sway uh, sway things the way they like them, and those that like Billy the Kid, they talk, uh, you know, pretty nice about
1: him. Yeah. Once again, uh, that you really intrigued my interest on this story, Billy the Kid, Butch Cassidy, etc. Uh, listen, I'm out of time, but God bless you. And I'm glad you're feeling better, and uh, we'll talk again next Tuesday on the great segment, Doctor History.
0: Thanks, Eb. You have
1: a good day. All right, take care.